Life Audio. Hello, thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, John 2, 15. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is John 2.15. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. Our Savior always spoke out for the marginalized, rejected, discarded, abused, and oppressed. One vivid example came in the scenario in which Jesus spoke today's verse. So this was around the time of Passover when an estimated 3 million Jews and Gentiles combined traveled to Jerusalem for this holy day. And I imagine the area looks similar to how Lincoln, Nebraska or College Station, Texas looks during a home football game when fans and alumni travel from the farthest corners of the state, maybe even from out of state, and begin crowding every crevice of the city. And then, of course, you've got all your vendors and street hustlers, some who are honest and some not so much. Only instead of selling hot dogs and waters and tickets, the merchants in Jerusalem hawked sacrificial animals, and according to most scholars, at exorbitant prices. Now, can you imagine the noise, the smell, the chaos worshipers encountered? And maybe if the merchants had kept the animals outside the city or in the marketplace for travelers to purchase on their way into Jerusalem, maybe then Jesus wouldn't have reacted quite as strongly. But not only were people, many of whom were poor and had traveled for days being taken advantage of, but also because the vendor set up shop in the one area the Gentiles were allowed to enter, many seeking God were being pushed out. The merchants were making it harder for these people to get to God, some of whom had traveled 60, 80, maybe even 100 miles. And this was something Jesus would not allow, as John 2, verses 15 to 17 demonstrate. So he made a whip out of cords, and he drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those who sold doves, he said, get He's out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house 
will consume me. That was from the New International Version. Scholars suggest Jesus reacted to numerous problems, the filth and the chaos in the overran temple courts, the dishonest practices of the money changers who willingly took advantage of people wanting to be with God, the fact that the swindlers were using the one area open to foreigners to do so. But it's important to note, in each of these, his response came from the same place, love. He knew and felt deeply in his soul to a depth you and I will probably never fully experience this side of heaven, how much these people needed God, how lonely, how broken and fearful, how hopeless they were without him. This was the Passover, the celebration perhaps more than any other Jewish sacrament that revealed so vividly man's slavery to sin apart from Jesus Christ, man's need for redemption, and the promise of Jesus. I wonder if standing in those temple courts, seeing the wealthy merchants and their booths, the way the merchants were using and oppressing God's people, I wonder if that made Jesus think of the priests, those who were supposed to bridge the gap between the people and God, and how corrupt they had become as well. Jesus had plenty of reasons for righteous love-fueled anger that day. And his reaction indicates that love isn't always soft-spoken and polite. Sometimes love must take a stand. Sometimes love must flip a table or two. When the innocent are harmed. When the weak are oppressed. When men, women, and children created in God's image are abused. And when God's people build barriers made of rules and rigid expectations that keep others from God. When you review Jesus' more hostile or confrontational responses in Scripture, you'll notice those were the things that most got Jesus upset. He routinely showed grace and compassion to those who committed less socially acceptable, perhaps even scandalous sins. But the Pharisees, the religious elite, who had a long list of rules they expected everyone to follow, Jesus called them a bunch of whitewashed tombs and children of the devil. Those are strong words, strong words that reveal just how much Christ loves the weakest and most vulnerable among us. That doesn't mean we should go around flipping tables or chairs or yelling at people over social media, in part because we lack some crucial characteristics that Jesus had, such as perfect wisdom and perfect love. Our love and wisdom tend to be tainted with pride, selfishness, and self-deception, dangerous and destructive components that taint our motivations and distort our perceptions. And that means our bursts of anger aren't signals to act, at least not immediately. But nor should we suppress our emotions and walk away. Instead, may we see them as an invitation to pray to seek God's heart as we ask him to purify ours and to show us how he wants us to respond. Let's pray. God, we know you see all the evil that occurs in our world. You see the abuse and the oppression we humans inflict upon one another. And we know that you care deeply. And we know that one day you will bring about perfect justice throughout the land. In the meantime, show us our role. Show us our role as we wait for that day, Lord. Help us know when to act and how. You created our emotions, Lord, and so we know that they 
are good and that they were given to us for good, but we also recognize that we're prone to sin, to pride and selfishness, to self-deception. We can easily convince ourselves that we are acting in righteous anger when in fact we are actually responding in selfishness or pride. But we are also prone to self-protection. We're drawn to what feels most comfortable. When we're tempted to quiet your still soft voice that's calling us to act, to defend the vulnerable, to protect and fight for the abused, please give us the courage to stay, to speak, and to act. Guide us and empower us in the name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracebox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com. Dot com.